Pastor Joe. And I'm Kirsten. We've served in church leadership for over two decades. And most of that, we've been on staff together. We're here to talk about our faith, family, and ministry. Welcome to Under the Hood. Hey, welcome everybody. Glad you're joining us today for our Under the Hood podcast, where we get to share little tidbits and insights and ministry stuff with you uh, every week. It's a lot of fun. Thank you for taking your time to join us today. And Kirsten and I want you to know that we have a very special podcast in store today. I would say maybe grab a Kleenex or two. You may need a Kleenex or two. Um, In fact, so good is this this podcast today that we're actually breaking it up into a two part podcast. Yeah. There's, there's so much that's going to be shared today. We really just needed to make two, two episodes out of this. So there's going to be a part one and a part two, but uh, we're bringing today uh, some of our friends in with us today, uh, Kyle and Renee Coulard and Kyle's on staff here at the church and, and, um, and he's been with us now for several months now. His family just moved here to Arkansas. And it's just a really neat story of how how God brought them here. But boy, they've they have been quite they've been on quite it's a, a journey. journey. Yeah. A, a journey that a um, lot of highs and a lot of lows. Oh my goodness. And a lot of uh um a lot of healing and how God uh uh, brings people together and 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 makes wholeness. It's just a powerful, powerful testimony of God's goodness and grace and um, helping uh, persevere and answer prayer. It's all of that. They just have a beautiful story. And we're excited to share it with you guys today because it's it's just, it, it hits you on every little level. <laughs> it does. And there is a part of their story for everybody. I promise you, you're going to hear their story and there's going to be parts of it that are going to just speak right to you because like, oh, I've experienced that or I've had something hard in my life or I've seen God bring me through it. Mm-hmm. And it's just that their story, there's something in there for everybody. Yeah. And so we're just really excited to to have them on the Under the Hood podcast and you're gonna be blessed. So let's not uh, let's not waste any time at all. Yeah, let's, let's just get to it. Let's get right into it. Hey, welcome, Kyle and Renee. Glad you guys could be on the podcast today, and I'm very excited uh, about just you being here in general and just your story. And I think it's going to be a really, really uh, cool thing for people to to live through through your eyes and experience, but really be blessed by what God is, the challenges and the journey God has sent you guys on mm-hmm. and where you are today. It's just going to be a blessing to, to a lot of people. Now, Kyle, a lot of people see you every weekend because you're on stage now just about every weekend. And and most people know, everybody knows that you are you know uh, another worship pastor here at the church and you and John working side by side. And and so you have a lot of experience in worship ministry. And that's a lot of the reason why you know you're even here you know, this conversation, I know that when you guys came to Arkansas, that wasn't exactly on your radar and we'll get into that just a little bit today, but just, just as we get started, help people get to know Kyle and Renee. Cause you know, we are the size of the church now where, you know, getting to know everybody one-on-one is almost an impossible text. We all want to, we all want to have those level relationships, but reality is church is too large for that. So Help people get to know you guys. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I think the biggest thing is people see our family and they get confused because we have six kids. And then they look at both me and my wife and they're like, wait a second, what? <laughs> you guys are too young. Um, 
So Renee was a widow when we first met. Her uh, first husband um, had drowned in a river. Um, I I didn't know her at the time, uh, but we lived kind of in the same location, I guess you'd say. Um, how we met was my mom is a widow, and she reached out to the church, and we I worked at a church called New Life back in the day, and my mom worked there too. New Life, it was meant to be. It was meant to <laughs> be. Wasn't it meant to be? That's God right. was planting seeds when right. we were yeah. Go ahead, keep going. Um, so anyways, my mom started meeting with Renee occasionally, um, and kind of developed a relationship over two and a half years, her and her and my mom, I was traveling kind of back and forth. And I traveled with a lot of artists like Bethel music and Jesus culture. And so I didn't really have so much of the, uh, lifestyle for family, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But when I would come visit my mom, I met Renee one time and her three little girls, mm -hmm. And I remember my heart just hurting for them. And um, I didn't know quite what to do about it. And how long had you been widowed at that point when you first met him? We met about a year after. So I very distinctively remember the first time we met. He, um, Kyle was a full-on bachelor, right? <laughs> but he was not the typical bachelor in that he lived with a bunch of musicians who were all neat freaks, really into, you know, their music and, and gear. And their skinny jeans. Yes, basically. But, you know... I remember literally my first thought was, wow, he is really clean. Like he was just so a type personality. And I came in like a little tornado <laughs> with three girls and I brought my dog and I brought my dog the first time we met That's and right. the, the girls ran in and they're like, throw me, you know, they're, they're wanting to play and jump around. And he just sort of looked shell shocked, you know, just wide eyed and, quiet and pulled back and definitely came off more introverted than I would have, you know, now that I know him, I know he's not actually introverted, but that's how he came off. Of course, I think it was our situation just hitting close to home, having lost his own father and seeing, you know, the, the girls and myself and, not really where, knowing where to place those emotions, which a lot of people don't know how to deal with grief. You know, if they haven't experienced it firsthand, it can feel very, you know, alarming. How do I, you don't want to say anything dumb. Well, you know, and it was still very before. fresh. Yeah. 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 One year and into I didn't the process. Know really the details of yeah. a whole lot. But I remember leaving that night and feeling so burdened, like, and a part of me thought, am I supposed to be, you know, that for them. And, but then I just kind of said, no, I think I'm just a compassionate person, you know, so I need to make sure those boundaries are in place. But, um, over the course of two and a half years, I would kind of visit once or two, twice a year. And every time my mom would invite Renee and the girls over. So towards two and a half years, I finally, like things were starting to bubble up in me. And I finally knew, no, this is more than just a do you think your mom Compassion. was trying to play matchmaker? Yeah, that's what I was well, going to say. No, because no, she, she was wasn't. completely shocked and kind oh, of scared really? when I said, I think I have feelings for Renee. She's, so oh, Renee oh, and no. your mom wow. were building a friendship yeah. mm -hmm. built on yeah. a mutual experience. Yeah. Yes. And you're traveling the world. Yeah. yeah. And then you would kind of swoop in and swoop out. Right. 
And then one day, just the magic happened, huh? It was kind of building up. Okay, yeah. all right. It okay. turned into a small inkling, and then... You spoke to um, some friends back at church, yeah, kind of got yeah. counsel, tried to see, would they tell you, are you crazy? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, they all well, said... Yeah. Well, that's what, yeah. that's what good pastors three. do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they let you know if you're crazy or yeah. not. Exactly. Like, Mom with three girls, yeah. bachelor with... Well, the funny thing is... is most of them knew my personality and they know that I would always be talking about one day wanting kids. Like ever since I was like five years old, I'd tell my mom, I want to meet my wife and I want to have kids. And that's not a normal thing to hear a five-year-old say. I thought it was normal, but the older I get talking to people, like especially people even older than me that only have maybe one or two and that's their cap. I realized just how much a burden I have to want to have a family. Uh, a family and mm. kids and, and want them to have families and kids. Yeah. Um, so you were feeling this internal drive, this clock saying, I'm ready to start yeah. my family. Right. And little did you know that God's saying, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, I'm going to give you everything you wanted. Right. It's it's just not going to look like what you thought it yeah. was going to look like. Yeah. And yeah. so you guys end up dating and falling madly in love. And, yeah. Did yeah. you date? It was more of a interrogation. <laughs> On her side. <laughs> on my side. Because I had two and a half years of slowly working into this in my mind and heart. When the first time I, I asked so her out clueless. on a date, I finally felt like I knew that for one, I needed to be like God needed to give me a piece about this. Second of all is I needed to know as a man, am I willing to step into this for the long haul? This isn't just, you know, let's try out, let's date. So I knew I'm 110% in or not at all. And once I knew that in my mind and my heart, then she, my mom invited her over last minute. So I wasn't expecting it. And then I knew, okay, this is my opportunity. So we're with the girls in the backyard and my mom doesn't have a gate and the stray dog runs in the backyard. And it was like 30 seconds where the little girls ran after the dog that I was standing next to Renee. And I'm like, this is my chance. So He's I like, just said, the girls are here. <laughs> oh, so I thought I was trying to go like, oh, this stray dog, this vicious dog, you jumped in as Superman and <laughs> yeah. defended the, the, the girls. No. And they're like, marry my mom. No, but no, like, no, this was your opportunity to make your move. All right, I got you. Okay. The opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. So when I asked her, I said, I don't want this to sound funny because you may think I'm like a little brother. Because she's four years older than me. But Ooh. when you're in your 20s, that feels that gap feels yeah. a little bit bigger. And um, and life experience. Yeah. yeah. For and sure. she, I knew she was definitely more mature. Still is. <laughs> <laughs> Most wives are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then I asked her, and then right after, she was all flustered. And, and she's like, okay, girls, time to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Without an answer. Yeah. No, okay. I said yes. It's, I did she say she yes. kind of said, "Well, you you can get my number from your mom." Yeah, right? <laughs> like we're out of here. And then I had to leave because I'm an internal processor. So I, I kind of ran away and was having this moment of what has been happening for the last two and a half years. Wow. You know, because when you're a widow, I, it's a bit different. I didn't really consider myself single, if that mm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. I hmm. felt very much like I had been blessed in my first marriage. Um, I lost my husband unexpectedly, but God had been faithful to me. I, you know, I connected with a lot of widows. I was like, this is going to be my life. I'm going to, you know, minister to widows. I'm going to raise my girls. I'm okay being on my own. I mean, I remember 
literally reading in Timothy, um, in first Timothy reading about young widows Mm -hmm. and how they can become gossips. Like I literally would like pray, dear Lord, (laughs) don't let me become a gossip. (laughs) Cause I was just very much like, I don't think my heart can handle being married again. Does that make sense? Like it was just such the, the loss of a spouse and navigating all that and then leaning into trusting the Lord as, you know, your partner now fully in life without a spouse as support as well. And I had sort of just adjusted, you know, and part of that was I, I learned how, not that it was easy by any means and wasn't comfortable, but I just accepted it. And you embraced your new normal. Yes. It was and this my is new, God's will. This yeah, is my new this normal. This is what I am. Yep. So I was at the time when Kyle came to me to ask me on a date. I mean, I was a couple months out from a trip to Africa where I was going to be working with widows and orphans. I mean, wow. I really had an idea about... How old were you at this? I was... Um, well, when he came to me, I was almost 30. Okay. So you yeah. became a widow when you were in your 20s. I was 28. Wow. Yeah. And three little girls. And three little girls. Wow. They were five, three, and one. You know, that right pass. there, that that that's enough to to just bowl over some people. Yeah. You know? It so was, you had to be an incredibly strong person to I was so incredibly weak, but mm-hmm. I was very connected to Jesus and he was mm-hmm. my strength. I mean, mm-hmm. I literally I just fell back on it every day. And I really did purpose in my heart. My daughters had lost a parent early and they weren't going to lose me. So I really held on to, I need to process my grief well. I need to um, stay grounded in truth. I had to fight for that despite the overwhelming sorrow, if that makes sense. It was just a choice. And really, I would say even it was years after we were married that I really more grieved the loss in terms of looking at myself as a young woman who went through all of that. It's it's odd, but somehow time away from it, you can look back on it and see, oh, wow, that was really hard. Um, and you see God's hand on it, but it wasn't until years later when I was in more of a supported season in my life, if that makes sense, where I really started to process all of that and unpack it and let the Lord minister to me in a new way. But I was completely clueless to Kyle having any internal process, (laughs) any interest. He was very, very, um, I don't want to say he was... His secret agent. Yeah, but I mean, he was definitely not (laughs) interested in my mind at all. I mean, I felt completely like it was just a family situation. This is my friend's son who pops in and out every couple times a year. And he's a nice guy. And he's a nice guy. Yeah, no big deal. I love that he already had it made up in his mind. That he was already yeah. committed to you before he asked you. Well, out. he wasn't like going to move forward. Yeah, and play no, games I think that's here. really. Yeah. I think that's like a huge maturity thing to yes. be able to know what you're taking on yeah. as a mom and three daughters, and know that I can't mess around with her. Like this yeah. has got to be yeah. real, and that's God giving you that peace. Yeah, you know, and ahead it, of time. It is crazy because I didn't really even draw too many connections between. Like I had lost my dad, the girls had lost theirs, so there was that immediate bonding that they they felt they could express with me. I mean, I remember times when they were little where they'd be crying for their daddy in heaven, and I'd just be right there with them, like saying, I miss my dad in heaven too. It's a connection that 
only God could have really wow. dreamt up, you know. God moved in the whole process. And so did you did you end up saying yes or did he text you or how did that he called, next step happen? He is so direct. Kyle <laughs> is so direct, which is a blessing, right? In a world full of mind games and uncertainties to meet this person who is so Who tells you everything they're thinking yes, all at once? What exactly. kind of game is he playing here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but, Don't quote that show. <laughs> but, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But that was kind of like that. He I was hoping after I left that he wouldn't contact me at least for a couple days and I could think, you know, I was trying to just get my bearings. And unfortunately he called me right away the next morning and wanted to get together the very next day. So I agreed. Um, we got together and I basically St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. It's always our anniversary. Our first date. But um, so we were sitting down and I just said, Well, I think maybe you should just tell me what you're thinking. And little did I know that meant, okay. So essentially in that first dinner, we discussed marriage. We discussed if we would, if I would want to have more kids. Um, I mean, all of these things. And I, I mean, I was just very shocked to say the least. Well, I think usually, my head would be throbbing yeah, with that's so usually much, not like, <laughs> overwhelming. First date conversation. It's like, so what are you doing for the next 50 years? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's, I mean, that's also like only and, God. Yeah, you know only I mean? God. And I mean, we had had very deep conversations around grief with his mother present, you know, over the previous years where we had sat and really shared our hearts. And so we, we knew our faith, we knew our belief system, we knew our value system already. Do you know I mean? So that kind of cut past all of that. And you knew your mother-in-law, oh, your future yeah, mother-in-law, I, like really well. And I knew him through the eyes of his mother, <laughs> including, you know, do you get what I'm saying? It was just oh, a different, a different thing because we shared with one another as friends, not as a potential yeah. wife so, for his yeah. daughter, you know? Yeah. So that being said, our first date was very intense and that it did lead into a couple more, um, interview interrogation. <laughs> over, that sounds so romantic. Yeah, over a couple of months. And it really wasn't, you know, in certain ways, I mean, for him, he was kind of on this emotional roller coaster of, is she going to say yes to this? And, um, there was a time I actually ended up going down to California with my girls and I wasn't communicating with him because, you know, it's different. You're not like, Ooh, how are you doing? Texting, you know, it's, it was a big decision. I was really praying about it and it sort of pulled off cause I was processing and he thought for sure, I'm saying, I'm going to say no to this. And, but he didn't understand me at this point that I was actually warming up to it because as I was away from him and away from um, the conversations and interviews, I had to keep coming back to asking myself, okay, so what am I saying no to? You know, and I really did distinctively feel like the Lord wasn't saying like, you have to do this. It was just an option. Like, here's this option presenting itself. And then what it came down to was I was asking myself, do I trust Kyle? Yes, I trust him. You know, it wasn't a question of that. I knew his belief system. I was just afraid. And I realized it was more about whether I trusted God with my heart. And when I broke down and kind of had this moment with the Lord of recognizing I'm holding back because 
I don't want to feel certain things again and recognizing, do I trust the Lord to walk beside me into this next season, whatever it may bring in loving again at this capacity and knowing that no matter what, God's beside me, even if it means at some point I'm a widow again, you know, what would that look like? And knowing, okay, I can trust God with my heart. So once I aligned in my personal walk with God, then I told Kyle, all right, we can try this out. And he was shocked. He was like, what? Yeah, Just I like thought, that? <laughs> I was actually gearing up towards, okay, this isn't going to work. But that's okay. Because, you know, I was I was secure, you know, um, but totally shocked. Because I just sort of flipped the switch. Like, yeah. okay, it's all right. We can get to know each other. But still, dating was pretty untraditional in terms of, I remember, like, the first time we hold hands, he sort of tricked me, right? We were praying. <laughs> and then <laughs> the you sly dog, yeah. you got me. <laughs> and, then, and then it was the, like, you know, we're holding hands, you know, after. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, but it was kind of untraditional in that sense. I feel like, in a way, it was very old fashioned mm. because the girls and with family environment getting together and really we, I mean, we were kind of officially announced to the girls and I was okay. Like we're going to get married in June and we were married by, by August. So, was, so that was like, Hey June. And then two months later you're married. How old were your girls when they this was going on? Eight, right? Lydia was eight, seven. And then five, almost five. Did they take to Kyle right away? They did. Yeah. They did. It was, it was totally a God thing. Um, Melody, my middle child, about three months after her dad had passed away, she, I was buckling in her, in her car seat one day and she just looked at me right in the eyes, three years old, which is so profound. But she just said, mom, I know you're not ready yet, but when you are, I want Jesus to give me another daddy on earth. Wow. And my five-year-old flipped out crying, ah, you know, we never have another daddy. And, oh, you know, it was wow. just, and I, but from that point on, she pretty steadily prayed um, for God to bring her a second daddy. It was just the uh, sweetest thing, I think, because her nature was so pure and she recognized that need and she knew she could ask God for it. And I feel like her prayers just sort of ushered in the change because it wasn't my prayers, if that makes sense. <laughs> well, what's the Bible say? Out of the mouth of babes. Yeah. You know, it's like. Yeah. So when I spoke, when I let the girls know, you know, because I didn't tell the girls we were dating. I didn't tell the girls until we were getting married. So I didn't want to incorporate Kyle in in a romantic <laughs> We'd way. We'd make sure the blinds were closed when I picked her oh, up. Oh, yeah. And- <laughs> we were total, like, you know, I'm going out grocery shopping. Oh, Mom, you look not, you know. Why are there Mom, flowers? what's with the high heels? Yeah, why are there flowers? <laughs> why are there flowers on the porch this morning? Oh, I don't know. Oh, you know, <laughs> let's go get you a donut and try to distract them. Here, eat a Snickers bar. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> but so I didn't communicate that we were actually, you know, together until it was, you know, Kyle has come to me and he feels like, you know, the Lord has given him a heart for us. And I really do feel like God is in this and he wants to marry me and adopt you girls. And um, my oldest, Lydia, just, I told her alone first, and she was very quiet and then kind of said, okay, 
well, I think I'd feel better if we had dinner together and we could all talk about this. Your eight-year-old was like that. Yes. Your eight-year-old's like, now come on, let's be reasonable here. Let's uh, let's talk this thing out. (laughs) She wanted to negotiate. But you know, I'm I'm sitting here listening to this. I think it's everything you're saying is like, I think it's super cool. But it is so different than most people come into a relationship where you know, the, the most detailed conversations Kirsten and I had about it's like, yeah, we both want kids. That's the nature of our conversations before we got married. We agree. We both want kids. And, um, well, and we, we talked about numbers. Right. I said two or four. That's right. Not three, because I was the middle child. Yeah, we, oh, that, that's, okay. but that's about as detailed as yeah, it got. Yeah, that's about it. And then, and of you course, guys, at that age. And like, you guys are coming into this, you know, never been married and have no kids. Being married, three children, and in a way, it was like a family decision before you were a family. And I know it's it wasn't a family decision. Like yeah. you guys obviously fell in love and knew God was in this, but then you had to figure out how to bring your daughters along. Absolutely. Because it's not just you acting alone. There yeah. are three other souls here that this is gonna affect for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And the fact that you had an eight year old that was like, yeah, let's have dinner, let's talk. You know, that's <laughs> it's such a most people don't have that experience. So, yeah. so you, did you have that dinner? Yes, we did. He was so excited. Um, he came over and brought flowers for each of the girls. He walked in the door. And Melody, of course, the one who had been praying, um, sorry, uh, when he walked in, she just ran to him and said, Daddy. Oh, my gosh. And... um. I mean, it, Game just, over, it was right? just, yeah, it was done. I mean, to me, I could have just gotten married right then. Crawl, call the pre- preacher. We're doing Aww. it right now. So I she mean, called was, you daddy yeah. from almost from day one. one. From Aww. the moment she Whoa. knew we were getting yeah. married. And that was your seven-year-old or yeah. your three-year-old? Seven. Seven. She seven. Was seven. Wow. Yeah. My... Uh, my four-year-old, she was almost five. Okay. Um, she caught, sort of did the just follow the path of her sisters. She's actually the more hard one. <laughs> but um, And Lydia had about two weeks where she called him Daddy Kyle, and then she dropped the Kyle, and it was just Daddy. Mm. But it was about two weeks. But, I mean, that's remarkable. Yeah. I mean, it, it was definitely a situation where God's hand was just over it and his provision was on it. And I do think it helped that we had been around him for two years prior mm. in a family-type environment where it was safe, he was trusted, they knew his mom. So it didn't feel... Like a stranger at all. Or abrupt or yes. anything. That's yeah. Really... And God was working in all those details mm-hmm. in a way I couldn't have, I couldn't have done it, you know. And he did get um good amount of time with them too when I went to Africa. So when I was in Africa, my mom, you know, thought, I guess, in her <laughs> her mother way. <laughs> she knew about the relationship, of course. She had interviews with Kyle as well. <laughs> oh, nice. and, um, and so when I was in Africa, you know, she just happened to have some technical issues <laughs> that needed some help. And she knew this nice man she could call to come over and help with that. And what that led into happening was my mom getting time with him and the girls getting time with him when I wasn't there. Oh. Because as a mom who is, you know, has become the head of the home, who's watching over your little ones, you do definitely get in that mama bear place. And they were sort of like, we were connected all the time. 
So that's why when Kyle said the thing about the dog coming into the yard as his opportunity to have a date, I wasn't ever without yeah. a child. They were like little chicks and their mamas. Yeah, I mean, oh, when yeah. could he have talked to me? Yeah. And I, you know, I worked. And, and so it's, you know, it's just a very different lifestyle. So did any of your daughters, like... Kyle, come up to you privately and say, you hurt my mom. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Nothing like that. No, no, okay. Right. Just, no. You know, they just took and you. You right treat away, my mom so right or. I, I think it is tough because I look at couples that have, you know, maybe had a divorce and it, that is a really hard dynamic to Different enter hurt. into. Yeah. Um, because you still have that living parent and, mm-hmm. and if it's not the right time, sometimes it's never the right time, you know, mm-hmm. but um, I do remember one. So. When she went to Africa, um, the girls didn't know anything was going on. They just knew me as Kyle, you know. We were going to go have lunch. Her mom owned a little diner in town. So they wanted to go eat lunch. So I said, okay, let's go get in the car. And, of course, her mom, like, said, oh, I have to run to the store. So can you just take the girls and I'll meet you there? I'm like, okay. So we're driving in the car down the street in the cemetery where Michael was buried is literally two blocks down the street. And one of the girls yells out, that's my daddy's grave. I want to stop. And I was like, oh, okay. So we all pile out of the car. Mind you, my heart is racing because I'm thinking, I'm a, they don't know anything. I'm about to become their father. I know it. They don't know it. And we're we're all plopped on the grave. We're sitting on the grave and all the girls are sitting on my lap and, um, and tears are just coming down my face. And thankfully I had, um, my sunglasses on cause it, they didn't know anything, but it was so incredible. It was like, God was just saying, you know, his blessing is here. Um, and we got back in the car and we went to the diner and they were just chipper. Like it was just something they want. And I mean, when kids can grieve in a healthy way, it's, it's more of a natural, like they can say it, you know, as adults, I think we, we hold things tight sometimes, but kids are just like, I miss my dad. I want to go to the grave. It's as simple as that. They go, they do it. They feel better. And uh, us as adults have a hard time doing those simple things, you know? And so um, that was just another little cool thing that Yeah, there were so many moments that you look back on and you just see God's faithfulness in the timing of all of it, preparing their hearts and opening their hearts to Kyle as, you know, becoming their new dad. Mm -hmm. And when I came home and I... um, took Lydia out to her, our oldest out to the lunch to tell her, you know, she was talking to me about these moments and we, we got to stop by the cemetery and see daddy's grave. And we got to do this and Kyle this and Kyle that. And it was just, all right, here's my lead in, you know, let me tell you. And, um, and then she just accepted it. And I think that's just the beauty of God's redemption because he can make beauty from ashes when we give him um our lives that's the promise we have and a lot of times we don't get to um understand it fully until we look back you know and we can see all those little pieces like love notes from our father in heaven saying i have you i'm providing for you my hand is on you and i'm weaving this together in a way you can't imagine 
Wow, that was just an amazing uh, story of how God brought somebody through a very, very hard time, um, saw them through it, persevered them through it, blessed them through it, took them to a whole new chapter of their story, and we can celebrate all of that. Now, I want you to come back uh, listen in next week. Tune in next week because it's not uh, over. It is not over. That's just part one. Yeah. And some of you might be thinking, man, that's a lot to go through in a lifetime. Man, you haven't heard nothing yet. Yeah. Um, their story is far from over. And what they share next um, is just a- another chapter of of going through difficult challenge and overcoming those challenges. So uh, next week, tune in for part two with uh, Kyle and Renee. And I promise you, you'll be blessed. You do not want to miss it. That's all for today's show. We want to thank our amazing producer, Abby O'Brien. Be sure to check out our show notes and the links for things that we talked about today. And don't forget to subscribe. Thanks for joining us on Under Under the the Hood. Hood, not a car show. And I feel like that's what Kyle was. He was just... Mm -hmm. The answer to little girls' prayers, you know. So you are burning great content right now. <laughs> 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 no, no. no, no. We say that all the time where we have we have all these pre conversations. Like, don't say it now. Say it. Say it in the podcast. Good though. She's probably already recording. I am.